Welcome to the CPS Truth Now podcast, where the truth will set you free from CPS atrocities. And now your host, Adamar Garcia. Hi, and welcome to CPS Truth Now. I'm Teresa Blaze. I'm the host of the Unresolved Life podcast on the Unresolved Podcast Network. And I have been asked to guest host this particular episode because there have been some updates that you guys need to be aware of with Adam. Uh, This show is about getting the truth out about what CPS is about, uh, what they do. And so we're going to jump into that in just a second. But first, I want to touch on our sponsor, Kadosh Media. Are you looking To get a podcast out, do you have a message that has been burning inside of you? We can help. Go to www.kadoshmedia.com, book a time, and someone will reach out to you to help you get your podcast started on the right foot. Just press record. We'll do the rest. Kadoshmedia.com. As I said, I have been asked to guest host this particular episode because there have been some updates in Adam Garcia's CPS case. And he wanted me to uh, handle this interview to kind of bring some of those updates to light. So, uh, Adam. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. And uh, let's give a very brief background for those that have may not heard your case before. Um, Okay. How did this get started? Kind of keep it brief, and then we'll touch on what happened. It got started over three years ago when my case transferred from me and my daughter to my daughter and my grandson. And that's as she turned 18. She eventually... We wound up into the point of a statistic today. Actually, officially, it happened yesterday. Okay, well, we'll touch on that. Okay. The case was was moved from you to them going after your daughter in regards to her child. So what happened uh, since the last time you touched on this case? As of yesterday, which was October 10th uh, of 2020, I officially became a statistic known as part of the 85% of people who whose child was legally kidnapped, or in this case, his grandchild. Andy is now officially, by law, not, my daughter is no longer considered the parent. Her parental rights were terminated for, according to them, lack of sustainability. Wow. You mentioned the statistic. 
and you said that 85% of the people, are you saying that 85% of the people that have to deal with a CPS case end up in that category? The statistic I'm speaking of is that 85% of people who have their children taken away are people who are not, they're not taken away due to physical neglect or abuse or medical neglect or abuse of any type. Then why are they taken away? That's the 85% I'm talking about. And as far as why he was taken away, according to them, my daughter did not do enough, fast enough, in order to gain back her child. In other words, she was supposed to do certain things by a certain date, which is all actually pretty much a lie. She was doing exactly what she was told to do with what she was given in this time of crisis. So she was trying her best to comply with the demands that they had imposed upon her and they still took the kid. They still took Andy, yes. Out of what, what did they ask her to do? One of the things that they didn't want her doing is they didn't want her taking any form of CBD or marijuana of any type because it is considered still to this day a federal law that that is absolute garbage because CBD is actually legal. I Yes, but the problem is, is they didn't want her taking anything because of this problem. Because it is considered a federal statute and in the state of Texas currently, it is considered illegal for any marijuana used to be used whatsoever. CBD, however, is not marijuana. It is cannabinoid. Uh, it's, yeah, it's hemp. If it's, you get the right kind, you're dealing with hemp, and it does not have THC. So that's right. Man, un Unfreaking believable. The other things that they wanted her to do is they wanted her to take parenting classes, which I never understood that term to begin with. There's no such thing as a parenting class. There cannot be any such thing as a parenting class. They literally I asked well, I can tell you right now <laughs> I can joke. tell you right now yeah Mike and I live that we one learned nothing through that nothing oh yeah. by the way I'm Michael I'm Teresa's husband and I am the producer of the unresolved life podcast right so so <laughs> did she actually participate in the parenting classes quote unquote Yes, she did, but the only way that she could participate is through online systems, of which she did. Because and the yet COVID said that she didn't complete them. I heard they did the same crap to you that they did to us. We had to go through them twice because they said we didn't complete it. Was there any other um, demands that they had placed upon her? Common demands, you can't be around, you know, normal 
what what I like to refer to as normal people, people that are going to endanger your child. You can't, you know, the, the normal stuff that they put right. out. Right, right, right. Okay, so Being so a, she does her best. So. When you said that they were giving her a time frame, what time frame were they expecting her to have this done? And you said she actually completed all this. As far as I know, she completed every bit of it except for a class or two, and this class or two was only because they didn't have the class. So where do they get off terminating her rights when she completed everything? I am not sure. I know that they terminated rights because she basically didn't complete certain aspects of the, as they put it, program or the parenting guidelines that they set. This is part of the problem is that they did this almost immediate. We got one last chance on our own to get to somewhere to see him one last time. My whole entire family went. I went, my wife went, Catherine of course was there. Also my other two daughters, which are technically her, his aunts. And it was heart-wrenching because I had to watch my whole entire family put on a brave face for him. So sorry, Adam. I'm so sorry, dude. We've been there. Um, Adam, there was one other aspect to this, as I recall, and I think this needs to be put out. Didn't they set her up? They were supposed to pay for an apartment for a year for her? Yes. Um, he, uh, my daughter, it, this is taking nothing against her. My daughter did the best that she could, and they paid for that. But the problem is, is the apartment complex literally stuck her out on our ear when someone broke into our apartment and vandalized the whole entire apartment. And she had to pay oh. for broken windows, broken doors, and a number of broken things, not to mention replacement of a friend's equipment, uh, a TV and other things. Right. But the question is, because I, if I recall, they were supposed to pay for six months or for a year, and and they only paid, it, it turned out they were only going to pay for six months. Yes. Well, the, this is the thing. It didn't come from them. They lied about the resources that they could attain. All the resources are third party. And their third-party resources are unfounded information. We've been through this when she was 
in a uh, shelter for two months. We were told she would be able to stay there for two months, which that happened. But we were told that she would be safe and that she would be taken care of. It took them a little over 35 days for them to get food stamps, which means she had nothing for Andy or Sean or herself as far as food was concerned. And they did the best they could to sustain her, but they could only do so much. Right. And it would fell to us part of our food stamps that mm -hmm. we're receiving and bought her things for Andy and for her. And it wasn't a lot. It was things that I knew I could get a hold of through Sam's Club. Um, because at the time, Sam's Club had just started accepting food stamps. Right. Mm -hmm. So you did what you could to help well, yeah, and provide so, for your so, family. Well, I mean, what what that's what you're supposed to do as, as a family. Right, right. That's 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 what a normal person would do. Um, what I think is very um, telling here, and it seems to me this is a pattern. And I, maybe I'm wrong, but, but this seems to be a very um, strong pattern is they, they, they talk up the moon about what they're going to do and they want to talk about reunification and this, that, and the other, when all the while they're setting up the person that they're targeting for a fall. Um, Adam, I know that you are heartbroken. I know that your wife is heartbroken. Have you talked to Catherine since they kidnapped her child? I have, and it's, Catherine shuts down and shuts off herself. She's always done this to protect herself. Yeah. But there is some hope for her. Okay, explain. She's living literally hour by hour at this point trying to make things work for herself because she's pregnant again. Oh. And Oh, Father God. And it's going to happen again if we let it. And once they get you in the system and they get their claws into you, it's very hard to get rid of them. Yeah, only this time I think she knows what not to do. I mean, at 20 years old, in 19, 18, 19, 20 years old, you're naive as heck. I, I, you don't I mean, know anything. You don't know anything. And without the proper supports, without the, you know, the training that she needs, you know, she's not going to succeed, plain and simple. They. I, but these people, these, this, and I'm going to be blunt and call as I see it here because not only now have I seen it with Adam but I've seen it with others and I've done my own research CPS itself is a pack of bloodthirsty jackals and all they do is prey on the on the broken and the and and the poverty stricken wake up officially right now Andy is considered in foster care I don't know if he's 
been fostered out. Right. But as far as I know, he's in a some kind of group home, which is not very behooven to him. Right. I mean, I could see was that he still has a happy demeanor. He's still a happy child. But that was with us. Right. Well, we're we're gonna ask your audience to and our audience to keep Andy James Garcia in prayer. He please and he needs prayer. Need to pray for safety, need to pray for you know that uh God keeps his hand on him. Let me ask you this, Adam. In light of what you've been through, in light of what you've seen, if there's someone listening who is just dealing with CPS, do you have any advice for them on how to deal with them going forward? I don't know where they would be at, but if you're just getting started, my first suggestion is that you need to understand the difference between anger and adamancy. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Agreed. I this is because to get angry will make you look crazy. It'll make you look irresponsible. It'll make you look wrong. And the worst part I- of it is that this wrong will come back and bite you. To be adamant is something different. It's controlled anger. And it's controlled fear. What people must remember is that all anger, all anger is based from fear. Right. And fear is from the enemy. It always... The Bible calls us to be angry and sin not. You know, it doesn't say we're not allowed to get angry, but it says we aren't... uh, In your anger, do not sin. Exactly. You know? That gets my best advice. Control your anger. Be adamant about what you want. And understand that you don't have to let them see your child it is not a requirement you have right. control your child mm-hmm. yeah, until they come to the door with the warrant in their hand they, you don't have to let them in your house exactly and if they do come into the door with a warrant then you better document 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 every single thing you better leave a paper trail Okay, yeah. that way, that way, when you start walking into court and they start running their mouth and lying up, up and down like they do, you can go, actually, Your Honor, no, I have documents proving otherwise. And that brings up another point. Not only, you know, don't believe what they tell you. Don't take it at face. They- Get it in writing. Yes. Get a copy in your hand. Because otherwise, you don't have you don't have a chance in heck. The other thing I would say, uh, and this is just based on our dealings with them, but the other thing that I would say is 
do not, if you can, do, if you, you can help it, do not depend on a public defender because they will not defend you. No, no. Public defenders are there to make sure you get through the system okay. Yes, exactly. exactly. That, that's it exactly. They don't care. You are just another number to them. If you have if you have the resources, you need to get an attorney, a paid for family law attorney who knows how to work the system and can work it to your behalf. And this is the best advice I can give. And this is hard for people. And it's reasons why it's hard is because attorneys cost. Yeah, they mm -hmm. do. And, and unfortunately, we didn't have that. No. I tried everything in my power to, and you can ask Michael, you can ask Teresa, I tried everything in my power to find something, to find somebody. At this point, I don't even know if it's reversible. I'm told that it is, but I'm not, I don't know that it is. And even if it is, I don't know when they'll let go. We're, we're not giving up. No. And we're standing beside you, Adam. We're here for you. You know, we'll be your shoulder to cry on. We'll be your your wall. You know, we're here for you. And we're going to see you get through this. Yeah. Guys, um, this is also going to be uh, put out to the Unresolved Life audience, uh, as well as the CPS Truth Now. I... I felt like we needed to do this because dealing with CPS is a very unresolved issue. It is when you allow the boot of government into your door and they can dictate whether you can parent your child in the way that you see fit or whether you have the rights to call yourself a parent of a child at all. To me, that is way too much. They need to be... Um, and understand, they, I know that there are children out there that need the help. I'm not, I don't doubt that, but there is- Sure, so sure there are. Family corruption. There's so much family breakage. And part of the reason why is because we as a society have let go of our family because we believe what they say. Right. Because they are supposed to be the authority figure. They are not the authority figure. But I and I think it goes deeper than that, Adam. Oh yes, it does. It goes back Go to ahead, the Mike. church. It goes back to the yeah. church. You know, uh, it used to be in the old days if something if a family was having trouble, the pastors would step in and they would help you. That they would help you fix whatever was going on and help yeah. you teach you and teach you to sustain it. And to, yeah, exactly. And teach you to sustain it. Part of the problem, though, that we need to understand is as long as we don't stand together right. as broken families, I would rather stand with a broken family than with no families whatsoever because we can be broken together. And that is the most important thing I think I could say. Yeah. We can be broken together and we can find our way home. I so badly want Andy back. 
and I want my life back to when it was when it first started with my daughter. But I can't have that right now because I was not able to fight strong enough on my own. You want change? Then you need to find this change together. The more you fight and argue, the worse it's going to be for you. And I mean that amongst families. This is, you want your society to be better, then families is where it begins. And as long as we allow people to tear apart our families, yeah. we allow people to tear apart our society. We need to get the state out of our families. Yes, agreed. And well, if, if you if you're a legislator, if you're listening to this and you're a legislator or you're connected with the legislator, I mean that's kind of where it has to start. We need to get the laws changed. Yeah. Especially the mandatory reporter laws. All reporting laws, actually. Because all I agree with that. Are, are pointless. I they, agree with that. You you have oh and you have vindictive parents both on both male and female side who are fighting against each other and they're hurting each other through your children. And you mm -hmm. why we're having a problem in society. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. And there's something else to point out here, too, that is, I think, really important. And I don't think most people realize this. Mandatory reporters include doctors. They include lawyers. Pastors. Pastors. pastors teachers. Social workers. All of those guys are mandatory reporters. And if they don't, they can be held legally accountable. They can go to jail for it. Adam, my brother, I am I am very sorry for your for your loss and for your pain. I'm sorry. I know. Because I am too. You know, I'm reminded um, Russ Dizzer has a t-shirt that he uh, came out with um, and it's in relation to a couple other things, but the t-shirt says one is too many. And I believe one child wrongfully removed from CP in CPS custody is one child too many. And I think that, Adam, do you have anything you want to add? I I thought of how proud I was when I became a father. And I thought I was even more proud to be a grandfather. The day that it happened, I was scared. I was fearful for everything that was gonna happen of what my daughter may go through when the, my grandparents, my, my grandchildren were born. And the worst thing I can tell you 
it is heart-wrenching for a father because not only do you see the pain of your daughter and the possible pain, the, the possibility of this fractured family, this broken family hurting more because you don't have your grandchildren. And worse yet, I deal with the fractured family that is mine. My wife, oh my God, my wife, it, it is heart-wrenching to see her in pain, but I have to say this about her. She holds up well, or she thinks she does, but it is heart-wrenching as a father to see your daughter, your grandchildren, your wife, your other family members torn apart because, and you're, you're afraid that it's gonna be torn apart worse because of one single child that is removed from you. I keep thinking of the scripture about the lost sheep. Mm. And what would you do to go find the one sheep? What would you do? I don't plan on quitting. Good. Guys, I think this needs to be an example. I really do. I think this needs to be an example of what happens when CPS is through. Adam, you are, you're a strong individual. Keep relying on God. And what will help you get the word out is uh, on, on, on the Unresolved podcast platform and on the Unresolved network. We'll help you get the word out. We'll help you fight this. But I believe very strongly, guys, that this needs to be a wake-up call. Adam, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for allowing me. It's been an honor, bro, to, to uh, co-host this for you. Guys, we are going to be doing some things in the future. Uh, I don't want to touch on that too far ahead because there's some, some things we got to work out in the background. But know this, this fight's only begun. And we are not going to sit back and let CPS rip apart any more families if we can help it. Let Adam's story be a wake-up call, a clarion call to those who understand what it is to fight. If you're a watchman and you know who I'm talking to, it's time to wake up. I'm Teresa Blaze. I'm Mike. This is CPS Truth Now.
You've been listening to the CPS Truth Now podcast with your host, Ademar Garcia, where the truth will set you free from CPS atrocities. We will see you next time on the truthful side.